It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 17th pick. We have no idea who that guy is going to turn into. And a third rounder who's basically a fourth rounder because he's one of the last picks in the third round. The, the Browns had two third round picks that they could have given us and we got the worst of the two third round picks. But we just gave up Odell. I, I'm shocked. I don't even know what to say. The moves of Dave Gettleman recently... Since we since he's come on the team, the only since he's came to the Giants, the only good move he's made is drafting Saquon Barkley. He signed Nate Solder, making the highest paid tackle in the NFL. Had the worst season of his career last year. We got rid of Snacks Harrison, who clogged up the middle for for us for several years, for next to nothing. I think we got a third and a fifth. We got rid of Eli Apple. Who helped take the Saints to the playoffs. He shirt up their defense. We let Landon Collins walk. We didn't want to sign our three-time Pro Bowl safety, Landon Collins. One of the best players on our team. And now this. I, I don't even know what to say. You go ahead. Right. You know, I, I was looking back at a lot of those moves too. And I agree. Kettleman, I, he's made a lot of questionable moves. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I'm not going to come on here and argue that this was a great move for the Giants, that, that this was something that is going to really help them in the long run. But I don't think it's really nightmare scenario as a lot of people think. And as you might think, especially as a Giants fan, who probably loved OBJ just as much as the next Giants fan. But I, I, I don't think this could turn out that bad because 
this is where I think the Giants. I, this is the direction I think they're going in. I think I think it's just a total rebuild, and I mean they're so they they are they're getting Jabril Peppers, who's a young safety, and I I there, I see potential there. Plus there's two potential. draft picks. Yeah, there's, there's potential. potential. Plus two draft picks. They picked up Barkley last uh, last year in the draft, and Eli Manning, what thirty eight years old? I think. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think his time is done. And so I really think that they – so they have the sixth pick in the draft this year. And Dwayne Haskins – so Murray – Kyler Murray is almost for sure going to be taken first and overall by the Cardinals. But Dwayne Haskins I'm thinking should be around by the sixth pick. And I think that just a – I mean, I think the smart move for them is just a total rebuild, especially if they're getting rid of OBJ – to make room for all these draft picks and young guys, I think a quarter. I think they're going to need to pick up a quarterback, and obviously things aren't going to. They're not going to have a good season this year. I, that's pretty undisputable. They they might be the worst team in the league, but they're going to have a lot of good young talent, and I can see few years down the road that this could be that if they just take the time to develop, they hold on to these young guys and take is the time o- to develop them. Is that, Odell not young? Yeah, I mean, and talented. Okay, he is young, and he's obviously one of the best receivers. I, I'm, I'm saying one of the best. Uh, he's definitely up there. I don't think. I've always thought yeah, you're gonna you're gonna probably hate me for this. I've always thought he's a little overrated, and I I, I mean, I don't even think he's top three. Honestly, he's, he's really not, good. Okay, what what's your top three? Uh, I I. I I I need to think about it. I think um, it's fair to have Julio in no particular order. Order Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Odell Beckham in the top three. Yeah, I mean those. Are, I I I would probably say he's top five. For uh, probably top five. I don't. I don't like first, second. I don't think he's quite that level. And here here's the deal. They're getting rid of one really good receiver. For two potential, I mean, pretty high up draft picks, plus a safety, and I, I'm, I, if they don't draft Dwayne Haskins with the sixth pick, then they're crazy because I, I, that's what they need to do. And the thing is, one receiver is not gonna make or break this team. They still have some good receivers. Who, who are the other receivers? Is it Sharp and Engram? I think Sterling Shepard. Shepard, Shepard, that's it. Shepard and Engram. That's about all we have now. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty good receivers. Or one receiver, one tight end. I don't think one receiver is going to make or break this team, especially because if you think about it, if you look back the past couple of years at the Super Bowl champions, so the Patriots of the last couple of years, the Eagles, the Broncos, for uh, Seahawks, none of them have really had like a standout receiver. If you really think about it, and so I don't think I don't think one receiver is what's going to bring this team. To the level that they want to be, I think it's going to be a good core of young guys, which can develop over the next two or three years and get them to that level. And if they, I mean, if they continue to make those moves and get a good young core together, then I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, they won what they won Super Bowl like forty two and forty six a couple years ago, and I mean that whole team. Right, and so that whole team. I mean, whoever's around from that team, they they really haven't done anything of note since then. I mean, they've they maybe made the play. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, and they the second best defense points per game in the in the league in twenty sixteen. Right, they made the they made the playoffs twenty sixteen. Got knocked down in the first round by my Green Bay Packers. Yes, they did. Great game. It was a blowout. Um, <laughs> hate to rub that in, but it's. I mean, that's how it goes. But I mean, even I mean, so what? They had a great defense that year, but I just think overall as a team, they have not been really anything of note since that Super Bowl season. And so I mean, at this point it's it's time to it's time to just restart cuz they haven't really done anything any any sort of like big move besides drafting Odell, which I mean that didn't re- I mean that hasn't really worked out the way they wanted to just because Manning has just been falling off the map since I mean just the last few years. So I I don't know. I think it's time for a rebuild, get a good core group of young guys. Get Manning out of there. Manning, 
I, I cannot stress enough how much I, I just I do not like Eli Manning. I do not think he's a good quarterback, and I know he's thirty eight now, and I mean that that's a lot to as I mean it's not that surprising if you're thirty eight and not as good as you once were, but I, even the last few years, ever since they won the Super Bowl, I've never thought he's that great of a quarterback. So time for him to be gone. Time to get a good core group of young guys. So and overall, I don't I don't think it's that bad of a trade. Isaiah, I, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much that I disagree with that you just said. <laughs> I, I don't even know. First off, even if you put Odell Beckham as, okay, top five receiver in the league. He was a top five receiver in the league <clears throat> under a declining Eli Manning who had no offensive line to protect him and get the ball to Odell down the field. So can you imagine... If we build up the offensive line, we draft a new quarterback like Dwayne Haskins, we start building and and seeing what a, a young quarterback could do, getting him the ball, that's more elusive than Eli Manning because it's about no one that's, like, Eli Manning is clearly not elusive at this age of 38. Uh, he never really was, except for that one time with the helmet catch. But, uh, okay, so that's first. Odell's, I, I potential, think, I think, Odell's potential <laughs> could skyrocket. Secondly, Odell is only I think Odell is only top five with a great quarterback throwing it to him. That's I I, I just I don't even he had, he had, I he disagree. Had, he had he had the one handed catch. Everyone hopped on the Odell train, and he's been he's been a, a top level guy, but not I don't think he's spectacular. Well, Odell's not spectacular. No. Okay, let's see what he does with the Browns this year. I can't wait. I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, well, Baker he, Mayfield, <laughs> high quality, top level quarterback, right? Who's better than Eli? Yeah, I mean, yeah, at, the, at this stage, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. But, I mean, the Browns are going to be a good team. They could, they could be a playoff contender. They probably will be. Okay, so that was the first thing I had wrong. Secondly, I don't believe that we needed a full rebuild. We had Snacks Harrison clogging up the middle. We had Landon Collins, a three-time Pro Bowl safety. This past year, we were 16th in the league in points per game, which, by the way, was more than the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, which are all of uh, the Giants' opponents in the NFC East. So we had a better offense than all of them. With the aging Eli Manning, with the non-existent offensive line, and without Odell Beckham in the lineup for the last five games of the season due to the quad injury. I mean, we would have scored more points if we had Odell in the lineup. If they, if they added more, if they shirt up the O-line, if they added more pieces to the defense, we could be contenders. And I know Eli is not the greatest. Okay, so then give him one more year. He's one more year left in his contract. Nurse Dwayne Haskins or whatever quarterback you draft, and then take a Kansas City approach and then move him in, not next season but the season after that, and all of a sudden we're we're a contending team. Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in in the league. Odell is one of the best wide receivers in the league. You sure up the defense, you're ready to go. And then even if you want to make the argument that we need to go full, full rebuild, which I don't agree with. Then why didn't we get back equal value? Jabril Peppers, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. He might be good in the future. He has potential. But then, aside from that, you're taking gambles. You, the 17th pick, who knows what that guy's going to turn into? The Giants also got Eric Flowers in the first round a couple years back. And look what a, look what a disaster that turned into. And then the, the third rounder. Who isn't even the best third rounder that, that the, the Browns had to offer? If you want to trade him and you want to go full rebuild, fine. But you need to get something back, and they did not get enough back. It wasn't like it was an Antonio Brown situation where he was saying, oh, I'm going to sit out and I want out of here and mm-hmm. doing sports center specials and complaining about Roethlisberger and, and the GM and the ownership, and that's why the Raiders got him for next to nothing. It wasn't any of that. It was. It was. It wasn't Odell walking in there and saying, "Oh, guys, I want Gettleman. I want out of here." They just. They just did it. 
did you think he was gonna you think he was gonna leave after this year? Did you have any like thought that he was that this that this was gonna be his last year, that this off season he was gonna move no. anywhere? We just signed him to the five year deal. Yeah, that's true. Last, we made last him the year, highest right? paid yeah. why are you gonna sign him to the five year deal and then you let him go? And now we're eating all this money. Right. No, I'm and I'm not saying that again, I'm I'm not saying it's a great move. It there's a lot of problems, especially with Kettleman. Like all yeah, those all those all those moves on the defense, like dropping Collins, getting rid of Apple last year. Like I, I, I agree that the, none of none of those moves are that great. But there's still, I, I just think there's still hope. Like you're saying, like that mid round, that we mid that, took away the hope. We we had hope to go now. We were ready to go now. We we lost losing one receiver. Last season. Losing one receiver it is not going to change receiver. that. It was Landon Collins. Okay, it's and, and the Beckham, defense, yeah. It's Damon Harrison. It's Eli Apple. It's not just one receiver. And one receiver, okay, but one of the best receivers in all the National Football League and one of the best players on our team. I, I, I think the Collins move, I, I, I don't agree with that one. I, I'll give you that. That was, that was very questionable. But other than that, I, I don't know. Like, getting, just getting, I mean, I don't really see... Much else of it besides getting rid of Odell and, I mean, a couple of other guys on the defense. Like, I don't think that's as I don't think it's going to be as big. I mean, I just think like I think Collins, obviously Collins and OBJ, I think are the two biggest losses. But I just I don't think they're as big. I don't, in the long run, especially with what what I think they're trying to do with trying to put together a young team. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Just just because if you look, again, if you look at the past couple of years, Super Bowl champions, there's not really been. A standout receiver. Who was the standout receiver this year? Like, I don't know, Edelman. There wasn't, but but th- does that mean that if we have him already and we were fortunate enough to draft him and we just signed him to a deal and we have him and Saquon, uh, the duo threat with Ingram running to why why wouldn't we want him? It's like I understand what you're saying that in the past it hasn't been won. Super Bowls haven't been won that way, but. It's not to say that it's not a way to win. You could still win that way, and if you have him, why not use him? Obviously, the Browns see value in him, and they're gonna they're gonna try to use him. The Browns are made better than this trade than Giants. The Giants are a yeah, worse team today yeah. than they were yesterday. But the, uh, but that's not that's not to say they don't have any potential. I think I think there's a lot of well, potential. Let's there. see what they do with this draft. Uh, that's gonna it, be a big thing. But then the only other thing I you know I don't even know what else to say. I'm. I just wholeheartedly disagree and am perplexed by this trade. I don't. I feel like someone kidnapped David Gettleman <laughs> and impersonated him. That was like had stock with the Browns or something, and and made this trade. I was looking. There, oh, where is it? Right here. They have all these NFL writers breaking down this trade. Matt Bowen, NFL writer, gives the Browns a ten. Mike Clay, fantasy writer, gives the Browns a 9. Dan Graziano, uh, NFL writer, gives the Browns a 10. Here we go. Out of 1 out of 10, love it or hate it scare, uh, scale, how do the Giants fare in this deal? Bowen gives it a 2. Clay gives it a 1. I'm seeing quotes like, I'm struggling to figure out the direction of the franchise. What on earth are the Giants doing? The Giants are an <clears throat> unmitigating fiasco at this point. I mean, this guy Clay is, is saying exactly what I just said. He said, they, I don't know what Gettleman's doing. He dumped D- Damon Harrison, Eli Apple, Olivier Vernon, and Landon Collins, and now we got rid of uh, of Odell, and we're still holding on to, to Eli. But here's the only other thing I have to say about this. We just got Saquon Barkley. Usually, unfortunately, due to the wear and tear of the position of running back, Running backs don't last that often in the national in the National Football League. Usually, they have their rookie contract, and then the team tries to put them on a franchise tag for a couple years, and then they just dump them because at that point they're just too worn down to be able to to uh, make as much of an impact as they wanted to. With few exceptions, Saquon Barkley is a is a fantastic talent, and I, I wish him all the best, but. With a player like that, he's as fresh as he's going to be right now. The time to strike is now. If we're talking about a two- or three-year rebuild, by then maybe his rookie contract's going to be up and he's going to be up for, for re-signing. 
And who knows what he's going to be like at that point because running backs tend to get beat up. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Two years isn't that long. I mean, well, how, if, if it takes two years, I don't. How long, after, how long after is Gurley been? After league? what just happened, Gordon Gurley, those guys are only what two or three years in. And I mean, look at them. They led. They led two LA teams that haven't done. But they have players anything. around them. Yeah, I know, but like those were two of. I what I I think those were two of the top three running backs in the league this year, Gordon and Gurley, and those were what two or second or third year guys. I yeah, think Barkley can Barkley can get to that level in two or three years, which is when I also think that. But he needs boys around him to play. Yeah, with them. yeah, and that's what you're not going to get boys around him to play with them in two or three years. We just totally ransacked. Gentleman just ransacked our team. He took it all, everything we had, and just stripped it away. And now we're like left of scraps in this rebuilding. I have no idea how long this is going to take. I, I I don't even. I have no idea how long this is going to take. I know. I, know. I would be. I would be so surprised if the Giants are able to put forth a playoff team in the next three years, because we just got everything taken away. This year, for sure, not. Next year, most likely not. I think two years from now. I think you might be eating your words. I, I think they'll be a contender for the well, I'll East. I'll tell you what. If we're on the show <laughs> two years from now and the New York Giants are are playing well in, in three years under this rebuild. With Pro Bowl quarterback Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> um, we'll see. <laughs> listen, listen. We'll, we'll address it then, but yep. I'm just making my prediction. All right. All right. Should we move on to uh, Le'Veon Bell the other, for the... Sure. Sure. Other team in New York, that was unexpected. Like, what, around midnight last night, I'd get an alert, all of a sudden, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. That I, that Jets team, I mean, that that they could be dangerous. I mean, that's uh, Sam Darnold, who had a good, who I an think okay. had a pretty good. An okay season. For, for a rookie, I think he had a pretty good season. And okay. I think he's got a lot of potential. And now they got Bell, and they made some moves on the defense. I... I'm not saying necessarily an AFC East champion contender yet. Definitely not. But I think I think a 500 team. Perhaps. And I, I mean, give them. I mean, they have some. What they have pretty high draft picks this year, don't they? Yeah, they're at the they're at the third pick. I think they're trying to improve their defense, especially on the uh, line. I think they're looking for like an end. But <clears throat> you add some of those pieces. And I think, I think this year that they'll be a five hundred team. And if they keep it up, if they, I mean, if they, if everyone stays healthy and these guys just continue to develop, I think next year, especially uh, with, I mean, who knows where the Patriots will be with Brady? But I think they, I think this could be a new, a new like completely new scene in the AFC East. Maybe like the next two years. I, uh, I wouldn't get too high on it yet. Um, it's definitely a win for the Jets. They they got him for uh, not that much money. He's one of the premier running backs in the right. league. That was shocking. The um, deal they made. Let's see how he does now, though, because um, in my experience, running backs um tend to do good in a system, and then sometimes when they leave, they're not as good. Um, you could point to Demarco Murray on. The uh, the Cowboys. When DeMarco Murray was on the Cowboys, everyone's like, "Oh, look at DeMarco Murray. He's yeah. playing great." And then the Eagles wanted him, and then he went to the Eagles. He wasn't that good. And then I think he wound up on the Titans. And now I don't even know what he's doing today. Um, they the rushing attack without um, without Le'Veon did pretty well with James Conner. And James Conner first in his first year. <laughs> really getting the bulk of the carries. I'm not saying that Le'Veon isn't a great player, but I'm just curious to see how he's going to translate into this new system because clearly I'm not taking anything away from James Conner at all, but clearly their the system in uh in Pittsburgh was was uh, built for running backs to succeed if they lost their number 1 running back and then their number two running back was all of a sudden able to uh, perform the way he did. And then about Sam Darnold, just saying, 
this season, in terms of QBR, he was ranked 28th in the National Football League out of all the quarterbacks, which happens to be behind the one and only Eli Manning. See the just putting the, it out the, there. This is I, I this is what I don't like though when people when people bag on quarterbacks in their rookie season. I mean, look I'm at not bag, I'm not saying he can't do something <laughs> in the future, but he didn't like some everyone's like he's not ready to compete <clears throat> yet. But you look at the other rookie rookie quarterbacks this season, a lot of them did better than uh than him. Yeah, but I like I'm just thinking though like so with Sam Darnold also with Josh Rosen, who I, I will probably bring up later, but they're the same thing. I think people, when you judge these rookie quarterbacks after their first season, and think, well, that I mean, they didn't have a great year. That's it. Like, no, no, that's, no I'm not saying. No, that. no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're saying that. But I mean, just look at Jared Goff, third third year. In the, I mean, he, I remember his first year. There was so much hype. He was what the number one overall, yeah, he I think. Wasn't that good. And he had a horrible season. Yeah. Second year, all of a sudden. Look, they made they made the playoffs. They were what the number two seed, I think, last year in the playoffs. This year, he led them to the Super Bowl, an NFC Championship, and a close Super Bowl game. And I just I think discounting quarterbacks, and I'm not saying that you are, but I just think that looking at like their rookie year numbers is just is is not a good measurement for how they're going to be. And also, I always like to bring it back to my Packers, Aaron Rodgers, his first season, the Packers, I. I think they were below 500. They were not that great. And after, what was it, two or three years, Super Bowl champions. So I, I really don't think it takes that long to develop I, them. Like, it just takes a good couple years, maybe two years probably. But just judging off the, that first year is never a good idea. And so I think I think Sam Darnold might have a breakout season next year. I, I could see it, especially having Bell with him. And I'm not going to say they're going to be amazing, Mostly because Le'Veon did just sit out an entire season. And that I, I feel like that's going to have a bigger impact than a lot of people are expecting. Because, I mean, it's the National Football League. It's the, it's the highest stage for football players. And when you take a year off, I'm, I'm sure he was doing tons of workouts and whatnot. But when you take a year off, that's going to have an effect on you. He's not going to be, at least not right away, he won't be the same level that he was. So I don't. So that's why this year I, I think they could get to five hundred, but that's probably at best. And but I, I think especially like next year, I, this could be a real contender. Maybe I mean you still got to go up against the big bad Patriots. But to your point about um, how long does Brady have left? <laughs> I know that's the, not that's the, not a, no, it's not a thing. That's not something the, people here want to hear. But under the Belichick system, I wouldn't be surprised if they. Uh, if they snag another quarterback and and build under Brady and uh and are able to uh to compete at a high level, um, I mean we'll see. Brady Tom Brady is is one of a kind. And he's Tom Brady. But to your point about Le'Veon taking a year off, I'd be interested to see if he puts up better numbers than he's ever done before. Yes, a year off from football, maybe your head's not right. But if he was training, if he was staying in shape. And he wasn't just sitting on the couch, and he was resting. Most importantly, a lot of football is all the wear and tear that goes on. A year off could really do something to your body, and you can come back fresh and revitalize. And I'm, I'm I'd be uh, very interested to uh, to see if that's going to be an effect on Le'Veon at all. Where I mean, only time will tell. Right, and I, I mean, I could, I could see a big stat year for him. Because that that is a good point. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he sat out a year, but that also is a year of rest. I mean, that's a great point. And p- plus, the Jets aren't. They don't. They're not. The, they're not the Steelers. They don't have Big Ben and AB. They have Sam Darnold, and I. Who's a premier Jets receiver? Quincy Anunua. I mean, I. I don't know. Robbie he's, Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I mean, I don't like. No one really. Yeah, really, no one. So he's gonna get a lot of the attention on the offense. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, I could see a big stat year for him for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see with the Jets. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they can get to 500 this year. No, probably not playoffs. And uh, I guess it depends on what they do in the draft if they, if they make any more moves on the defense. But I, I next year I possible possible AFC East championship. Mm. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm making. I'm making big predictions for these New York teams here. If you're if you're a New York fan, then I, you should be loving me right now. I'm. I'm. The I'm. New I'm hyping up. Fans aren't loving you right now. Buddy. <laughs> I know. I know. It's that. too. I know. But I don't know. I, I have high hopes for both the New York teams. I don't know. And. Do you want to move into Antonio Brown, the other big trade of the week? Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I think we both kind of agree. I don't know what there is to disagree with on right. this. I mean, AB got what he wanted. He got paid. Um, <clears throat> clearly, the Steelers handled this whole situation incorrectly. Um, they allowed uh, AB to leverage them, and. Uh, they messed up with Le'Veon, they messed up with A.B., and they, they lost their two uh, star players just like that. But not for nothing, they had those two star players for a while, and clearly they weren't able to get much done with them. So maybe maybe they actually could benefit from a rebuild. The Giants, I don't yep. think they ever really got to witness their full potential with the players that they had, but... Brown and Roethlisberger and Le'Veon have been going at it for a while, man. They've been going at it for a while. And every time that they made it to the, the AFC Championship game, who was there to stop them? The Patriots. So maybe, but the only thing that you could say to that is, how do you not get back more for, for Antonio Brown? And yeah, I know why I... they didn't get back more. It's because Antonio Brown leveraged them. But, uh, I mean... To me, you had the guy under contract. I know he didn't want to be there anymore, but there's got there must have been a better way for them to handle that situation, and there must have been a way for them to get more for Antonio Brown. I mean, look, I'm not even happy with the with the Giants got for Odell Beckham, but the the Steelers should at least get what the Giants got. Yeah, no, yeah, I at least Pittsburgh is such a questionable organization. I've never been a big Pittsburgh guy. I've always kind of disliked the Steelers. And I, I, I think it's, it almost seems like the players of the Steelers dislike the Steelers because, I mean, Le'Veon was clearly unhappy with the organization, sat out an entire year. A.B. was complaining. He didn't even well, – I, I think he sat out week 17 last year. I mean, I don't know what they're doing wrong, but they are – they're going to be – I mean, don't be surprised when if the Browns have a better record than the Steelers this year. Don't be and, surprised. Absolutely. The yeah. Browns are going to win the uh, that division this year. Yeah, I mean. Easy. Easy money. Yeah, I I, I, wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Ravens will be, the Ravens, I think, will probably be the second best team. I mean. Maybe the second best, but after after their abysmal performance in the playoffs last year, I don't, I'm not too high on them. I, I don't. I don't really know about their future of Lamar Jackson. Not yeah. not to uh, to get down on him or anything. I know it was only his rookie campaign, but the guy to me doesn't seem like he's made for this league. He doesn't seem like a like a pocket passer. But that's not made for the know. league. What do you, he he went like what eight straight when he came in? He won like how many games in a row and led them to the playoffs? They were behind the rushing attack, and they had the best, if not, I mean. One of the best, if not the best, defensive in the, defense in the league this past season. You need, it was still not all needed, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but you you still need an offense, and I mean he, I know they had one of the best defenses. The Ravens always seem to have a knack for having one of the best yeah. defenses. They they yeah. they've they've got that figured out. But I, I I wouldn't be so quick to discount the Ravens. I I think it'll be Browns Ravens top two of the AFC North and I the Steelers. Probably last. I don't really know much about the Bengals. They're always like every year. It's just so back and forth for them. Andy Dalton is so up and down, and they'll probably just. I I, I can. I, they haven't really done anything of no. I they'll probably just fall into like the third spot again, maybe fourth. But it'll be a race between the Ravens and Browns. And, yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I like Lamar Jackson. I know. I know this. The NFL is more of a pocket passing league, whereas Lamar Jackson shined in college, where you can have a little more room to run as a quarterback. But I, I still think he's a he's a good passer. I I think he can. I mean, he's not going to be running probably too many more seasons just because 
couple years in the NFL, you, I mean, you tend to lose that ability. But just to have it now, I think that makes him such a good dual-threat quarterback. And obviously there's a lot of hype around the Browns right now, but I, I think it would be too hasty just to give them the AFC North already. And when they uh, picked up Beckham yesterday or whenever that was, I saw that their Super Bowl odds dropped to like or they they've jumped up to like fourth or p- fifth place. I, I that's that's pretty hasty. I mean, they they're making some moves. I mean, and again, I've been I've been talking up all these young quarterbacks and next year will be Baker Mayfield's second year. So I wouldn't be, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really good year too. But again, I I I think it's just a little too early to just give them. I mean, I, they're not a top five contender for the Super Bowl, and I, I don't know why their Super Bowl odds jumped up so high. Because they got Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best wide receivers <laughs> in the National Football League. Yeah, but they're not a top five Super Bowl contender. Are, do you think they are? To me, when we're talking Super Bowl, always got to mention the Patriots. Chiefs, I think, might be my favorite for next season. <laughs> Rams are up there. Saints are up there. I don't know if I'd go, and I know those are all the teams that got far last year. I understand yeah, that. The top four. <laughs> the top four from last year, but honestly, I don't. I think those teams still have a have a pretty solid shot, if not the best shot, to make it back there again. Um, so those are the, the if, those are my those, those are the top, top four. So you think four. the Browns are, are the fifth spot? I don't know about the fifth. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the what Chargers they were. Might be, yeah, the Chargers might be in there better than them. Um, and uh, watch out for my Packers next year. I think they could. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think the Browns are a better team than Packers. They made a, they made a lot of moves on the defense last year. And, or, I mean, uh, yesterday. Watch out. I mean, Who's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? They, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, they're going to pick up some. I'm, I'm sure that's what we want to make. Devontae's good. Randall Cobb is old. And he's not that. I mean, he was around. He he was young when we won the Super Bowl in two thousand eleven, and so what does that make him? Like, he, he might be like thirty. And hey, I mean that. Hey, we'll see. But that's kind of up there for a receiver. I'll give you that. The but the Bears are tough now, and and I don't even know what happened to Minnesota last uh, season. The Minnesota should have had much better season than they had. Um, I thought they were going to be a better team when they added Kirk Cousins, but I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Case Keenum, but. I think Minnesota and uh, and Chicago are uh, the teams to watch in in that division, in my opinion. Nah. You can never you can never count out Aaron Rodgers because he's a bad man. Rodgers Rodgers has a knack for beating the Bears. He he can get it done. I mean, even when it was I can't it was either week fifteen. I think I think it was week fifteen, the second time they played him this year. The Packers were in a pretty horrible state at that point, and they still only lost to. They only still only lost on the road at Chicago by six, and that was a team that was destined to make the playoffs, the Bears, and they did. And the Packers only lost by six, so I you can't discount them against the Bears. I I, I mean I just the amount of times I've seen him take care of the Bears is that, we'll that's what gives but, me hope. But that's that's the Bears of the old. That's the the uh, the Jay Cutler Bears. Now these Bears are looking. Looking like a like a real team. Um, they should have made it further in the playoffs last year. They, you know, that guy kicks the field goal, uh, which was blocked. It was tipped. I, I listen. It was listen, tipped. They should have won that game. And yeah, who they knows should've. what they would have done uh, in the next round? But that's you know. And we'll I will say I will say about the Vikings. I have always, ever since his rookie year, I've never been a Kirk Cousins fan, and. I'm not just saying that because I dislike the Vikings, but I even when he was on Washington, I never liked him. And the fact that he got that huge contract last year, I I just thought that was stupid. And I mean, they missed the playoffs this year, and I I can't really see them making it much farther next year. I Kirk Cousins, I've just always thought is an overrated quarterback, and I don't know. I'm not too the Vikings. Always seem to have the Packers number. I mean, I mean, it seems it always seems to be like one win for each team each year. The Packers can never totally take them down. It seems like, 
But I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, and so I think the Bears will be the number one competition for the Packers. I think Bears-Packers will be the top two in the NFC North next year. We'll see. The only you know the only thing about Minnesota is, is that they had that one great season, and they had uh, the Minneapolis miracle that one season right. with Case Keenum. Pure and, luck. Um, <laughs> that was pure luck, but <laughs> granted they did have a good season that year, and the only point I'm making is that, I mean, would you agree with me that Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum? Oh, yeah. No, I, okay, I, so Case Keenum, I'm sorry, Case Keenum's good year, that was a fluke. That was a fluke, and, and proof of that is his last year with the Broncos. Well, he had less, he had less uh, weapons, but whatever. Regardless, we could both agree that uh, Cousins is better than Keenum. So my only point is, is that everyone's kind of sleeping on Minnesota now. And last year, everyone thought uh, the Cousins in Minnesota were going to be a good team because they just added a better quarterback than who they had last year, and it's pretty much the same team, but... We'll see. We'll see. Better, yes. Premier quarterback, no. no Super, Super Bowl content. Super Bowl leading quarterback. No, I don't think they're a, no. they're, they're a Super Bowl contender. No, I'm not even saying the team. I don't. I don't think he's a he's a quarterback that has the talent. At least from what I've seen in his time in the NFL, I don't see him as a as a quarterback that can lead a team to well, the Super Bowl. Well, he's still Bowl. young. He's he's not too old, but yeah, he's got a lot of time. But I I don't like him. I don't like the guy. I don't think he's a good quarterback. And he was, I yeah, he was an upgrade for uh, over Case Keenum, but way overpaid, and I don't know that that was not a not a smart move last year when they did that. So I'm again, I think I think Bears Packers will be the top two teams in the North next year. The Packers. How do we get? We're talking about the Browns. <laughs> I'll just say the Packers six nine and one last year. I think that was just a fluke season, lots of injuries, but give them give them another shot this year. They'll be back to where they were. All right, we'll see. Sorry, I I always have to get I I gotta get my little, little thing in there about we talked so much about the Giants, your team. I gotta get a little <laughs> thing in about the Packers tonight too, but yeah, we got there from uh, Antonio Brown. No, but which what is I'm saying, crazy. but I, just to close off about the Browns, now you got OBJ. Jarvis Landry, Baker had a an above average season last year in terms of quarterbacks, and a really great season considering that he was a uh, a rookie. Oh well, not an above average in terms of quarterbacks, but he was probably for the, a rookie though. The, he was he was great as a rookie. So let's see what he had what he's going to do now. He's more weapons. They have Kareem Hunt also. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of oh, the yeah, suspension that's, that's with him. Great, that's a great point, but. If he which, gets a play, which it was kind of dirty, move. <laughs> Kareem Hunt, Tyrod, T- um, not Tyrod Taylor. I'm sorry, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. OBJ, Baker Mayfield. I mean, they the number weapons. one, the number one cornerback cor- uh, is going to have to co- cover OBJ. Jarvis is the number one receiver. He's going to be covered by the number two cornerback. Yeah, so yeah. I like Jarvis. It's going to be. That could be a dangerous offense, but and I, I we'll forgot, see. I it's for- still early. They got to make the playoffs first. They haven't made the playoffs in like thirteen years or something, but <laughs> probably we'll, more honestly. <laughs> no, I think it's thirteen. Thirteen, okay. But um, we'll definitely see what happens with them. But I, I don't think it's that crazy to to see that high powered offense going wild and maybe making a run in the playoffs this year, especially because they have the great defense in uh Miles Garrett. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I would say a run in the playoffs yet, but I would say um, I think it's going to be a race between the Ravens and Browns, and I think that whoever win, whoever wins the two matchups between them will be the AFC North champion, and I, I'm thinking that whoever is the AFC North champion will be the fourth seed. Whoever loses between those two teams will be a wild card team, and I, I, just, I don't know which one it'll be, but I, I'm, so I'm not sure about... <clears throat> About a run in the playoffs yet, but I could see them making it this year, for sure. All right. You want to move on? Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about with the NFL. Uh, I know we're still over a month out from the draft, but kind of just want to talk about the Cardinals with their number one pick and kind of on our theme tonight of, like, young players, young quarterbacks. I kind of want to talk about Josh Rosen a little bit. I brought him up uh, earlier. But he's kind of the same story, so... The Cardinals have the number one pick, 
And their new coach is saying how much he loves Kyler Murray, the Heisman champion. Yeah. And I don't I don't blame him. I mean, it's hard to pass up someone like that. He looks like he could be the next Russell Wilson, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, really, he's he's really similar play style, and so I I wouldn't blame them for sure. I for uh, taking Murray number one overall. Just my pro my problem is though what what I was saying earlier is not letting the young quarterbacks develop, because Josh Rosen, I mean, he was a rookie last year, and he was surrounded by nobody. He had Larry Fitzgerald, and that was about it. David Johnson was didn't have a good season. Yeah, and I think he was injured for part of it too. Yep. And all they had, all he had, was Larry Fitzgerald. And if you have only one good receiver like that, I mean, and no, and they had no line either. And so, I think, I know it's hard. I mean, I know it's hard to turn down Kyler Murray, and you want to make him your your franchise quarterback, your next big thing, but. That's what they thought last year, too, and they picked up Rosen for that reason, to have a good quarterback that could possibly be the face of the organization. And after one year, they're probably going to dump him. I I don't know. I, I mean, looking five years down the road, who knows? Murray could be the better quarterback over Rosen. But I just think dropping a young quarterback after one year is not smart. I mean, I know you had him in with a lot of high hopes, and you ended up with the number one pick again, like – Obviously, that's not what you want to see, but back. I mean, it's back to Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, all these quarterbacks that had horrible first seasons and a couple years down the road, Super Bowl champions. So I just I just don't like discounting Rosen. And I've heard a lot of talks about Rosen possibly going to someone like the Patriots. And if you're a Patriots fan and the Patriots picked up Rosen, I think you'd be jumping for joy because I I think he's a – He's a similar quarterback to uh I think he's pretty similar to Brady and I he's more he's more mobile too but he's I mean he's a good pocket passer as well. And I think a couple of years with Brady's last few years mentoring him I could totally see something like a like Favre and Rodgers. Rodgers was back behind behind Favre for two or three You're years. You that high on Josh Rosen? Yeah, I I mean if you give him time not I'm not saying he'll be Aaron Rodgers level but I'm just saying that I mean, nobody's gonna be a great. Nobody's gonna be a successor to Brady in the thought of ever being to his talent. But as like a pretty good replacement for him, I think if you give him a couple years behind Brady, I I think he could be that. I I mean, he showed potential this year. I mean, I know he what the Cardinals got like three wins or something, and so I know that looks bad. But it was it wasn't just him. It was a horrible team around him. No, they had the, they had the worst offensive line in the league. Right, and, and you're right. He didn't have no that many protection. Weapons. No protection. Um, you only have Larry Fitzgerald, so but I think you can give him time. When you're saying a Favre Rogers kind of thing, that that kind of implies greatness and greatness, and not it's it's too early in uh, in Josh Rosen's career to uh, to start making uh, predictions on what his whole career is going to be right. like. But I don't know if he's going to turn out to be an Aaron Rodgers. No, I no no no. I'm not saying that he's going to be at that. Uh, level of talent ever but I'm just saying that I it was I meant it more as the idea of having like Successor. an old an old uh legend teaching you for a couple years and then that jumping you into a position of being better than you could than you would have been before if you okay. didn't have that time I understand behind that. and so back to the Cardinals I they're I mean I don't blame them they're in a tough position because you don't want to turn down Kyler Murray but I just I hate to see them just drop Rosen like that. I mean, I mean, he's still on the team. I mean, who knows what they'll do, but maybe they'll keep both of them. They could keep both of them. That I'd have them compete for a spot. Yeah, I mean, I could s- possibly see it, but I I'd, I I think they're I think they're going to get rid of him. I think they're going to make try to make room on their lineup and just go all in on Murray. I I feel like that's a lot more likely. I don't I, I don't I wouldn't advise it. I I still I just Think it's dumb to give up on Rosen so early, but yeah, I don't, I don't really like um, giving up on young quarterbacks too early. Because you're right, there's so many cases where they don't have too great of a of a performance in their early seasons. But um, in the end, the NFL is a business, and if the Cardinals believe that 
Kyler Murray is the best for their future, then if they want to draft him, draft him. And maybe yeah. you could get some considerable pieces <clears throat> for someone like Josh Rosen from a team like the Patriots that uh, that could help start to reduce your team. But I don't, I don't know if I'm so high on Kyler Murray. Really? Why is that? He's a great player. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. But the guy is he's, he's very short. And I know I know Russell Wilson is 5'10 also. But that guy, man, I don't know. He just doesn't look like that that big. Like, Russell Wilson's kind of solid. Um, Kyler Murray, I feel like if, if he gets taken out, uh, and I know the rules now protect the the uh, quarterbacks, but he's a guy that's going to try to get out of the pocket, and he's a guy that's going to try to maybe even rush a lot. Like that's part a big part of his game. He's a yeah. really fast and quick, explosive runner. How the college game works. I mean, all the all the best quarterbacks in college. That's that's how they do it. So right, but if a, if a linebacker comes and meets him head on, and he doesn't see it coming, or and he gets injured and knocked out of the game. Then whoop, everything goes down the drain for uh, the whole Kyler Murray thing. But listen, I'm not gonna get down. I, you know, I was surprised when the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield in the first pick in that quarterback rich draft. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that they drafted Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield was the best of all the rookie quarterbacks in the initial season. That's not to say that Baker Mayfield is gonna be the best out of that rookie class. In the future, who knows what the future holds? But in terms of last year, he was great. So, if you know the the Cardinals NFL scouts know more than me, and if that's what they're looking for, then go for it. And I guess we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. So we got ten minutes left, and just because of the time of the year, I I could not let us get away without talking any college basketball. Okay. So. I know that was there's a it was a big week for NFL and so we talked a lot of NFL lots, lots of big moves but we gotta get a little college basketball in. All right, hit me with and me. so obviously right right now it's Wednesday of of champion of conference tournament week and all the big tournaments are starting up. But the, the weird thing that's gone on this year is all of these teams from these small conferences that are making noise, that are on the bubble watch. And the crazy thing is, is that a lot of these conferences, they have two of these premier teams all of a sudden. Maybe not, I wouldn't say premier, I guess, but teams with five losses, that's it. And so the question is, what do you do with a team like that? And specifically who I have in mind is Belmont, who is in the Ohio Valley Conference. And they played Murray State, who has possibly, I mean, like Morant. a like a <laughs> player of the year type guy, John Morant. And so, I, I, you know, you don't blame them for losing to Murray State because Murray State would have probably been in anyway. But Belmont, I mean, I think their record was probably was like 27 and 5, 27 and 6. So the question is, how do you look at a team like that going into uh, Selection Sunday? Just seeing that. I mean, they had a great year, but and they took they took care of business in their conference. But but that's who did they beat though? The Ohio, right? I how many how many teams can you name in the the Ohio Valley Conference? Right. I mean, Belmont, Murray State. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. don't even know. So the two best teams this year. Anything about those? Like, here's the thing. This is like the same conversation about. Uh, College football and UCF. Yeah. It, if you play in one of these conferences that are not as competitive and you take care of business in your conference, the only reason you should be, um, for college basketball, the only reason you should be considered for the, the March Madness, for the NCAA tournament, is if you win your whole conference. I'm sorry. It's not fair to the team's that are grinding away in the ACC all season, grinding away in the in the Big Ten all season. These teams that have to go up against these these excellent programs on a nightly basis. It doesn't. If you don't win your conference tournament, you, you shouldn't be in because if you don't, if you can't even beat the people in your conference, how are you going to be able to 
to compete at all in the NCAA tournament. What right. do you think? I mean, and, and, and it's tough because a team like Belmont, they had to play Murray State, who, I mean, again, they that I mean that team was just so good. Like, they would have probably been in no matter what. But I just, like Belmont, who, I mean, I've never really heard of them before this season. I know they have a great record, but they don't really have any marquee wins. And, I mean, I, I just, I feel like if you put them in there and they play one of those good, like, ACC or Big Ten teams that – you know, wasn't the number one, two, or three seed, but, you know, maybe five or six. I feel like one of those teams is going to just take care of business against someone like Belmont. And I would say Belmont is the best of those teams right now that are from those tiny conferences. You also have UNC, Greensboro, Furman, and Lipscomb. Those are all teams from, you know, those random – we got Atlantic Sun Conference, Southern Conference. And, I mean, I just – I don't think there's enough – of a case for them. I mean, Furman, they beat Villanova this year. I mean, that's that's good for them. That's a great win. And they had a great season in their conference. I just that's not enough to make it to get an at-large bid. At-large bids are for big conference teams that, you know, for the ACC for example, they're not, it's for those teams that aren't the level of Duke or Virginia, but it's still was still able to hold their own. So like Florida State, Louisville, someone like that. That's where the at-large, even like Syracuse, that's where our at-large bids should go. I don't think, they, they can't be wasted on these teams that are able to take care of business in conferences where you can't name more than three teams at most. I agree. So There's no discussion that I agree 100%. Right. So I just, I, I hate to see some of those, big, so, some of those bigger name teams that have, so much tougher schedules, so much, and, and they just have to play such a higher level of competition all season long. I hate to see them not get into the NCAA tournament over because of some team that only lost a couple of games playing no names all year. I'm with you, and I know I know they that the selection committee takes you know strength of schedule into account, and so it, I mean, and and honestly, Belmont has a has a shot. Other than that, like UNC, Greensboro, Furman, they're, they're probably not going to get in. I, I, that's at least what I, the vibe I'm getting. But just the fact that they're in the discussion, it just it, – it's it's hard because they don't really have a choice. They're, they're in that conference, and they're going to have to play the best they can. And even if they win a lot, like it, it's just – it's tough because they don't really have much an option. They have to have – kind of like UCF. They need, to have, they need to have like marquee wins in the non-con. Exactly. So they have to play those big name teams outside if they want to prove themselves. And Belmont tried; they they played Purdue and they and they got beat. So right. So if you want, if you Purdue's really good, but yeah, I know Purdue's really good. But you know, then if Belmont's for real, then you gotta you gotta ask for some of these out of conference games, and you gotta make these deals with these right with these Big Ten teams and these ACC teams, and then you gotta win those games. Exactly. It's not just limited to and college basketball. Cons- and then you could be considered too. if you're not. Um, if you don't win the whole tournament for your for your conference. Right. So Belmont, I mean, I guess they have a shot, but honestly, if they make it in over a Big 10, Big East, SEC team that is that played a way harder schedule that is clearly just a better team, I I'm going to be upset because I just I don't I don't think that's fair that you can play easy teams all year and get in even and when you don't win your tournament and again Belmont it was tough they had to play Murray State but I don't know those it's just you can't give those teams a spot I'm sorry all right I can't I'm gonna close off the show with some exciting news from Manalpin New Jersey (laughs) yep tonight was the fifth grade Manalpin recreational championship game where my brother led his team to victory with a stat line of 12 points and 20 rebounds. Excellent performance. Congratulations to, uh, to the Manalpin Ballers. And uh, hopefully they're, they're out there celebrating tonight in, in my hometown of Manalpin. What's his name? Andrew Tomkovich. Nice. Very nice. Excellent player. Excellent player. He's an all-star. Could be a big name one, year, one day. Just, just wait. A couple of years, we'll be talking about him. We'll be talking about him playing some college basketball. Yep. All right. 
Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. Hopefully everyone enjoyed me getting very upset about (laughs) the Odell Beckham trade and my New York Giants. We will be back next Wednesday. Yep, next Wednesday with 9 o'clock. With a little March Madness preview, we're going to go through all the matchups. Bracketology. I'm excited. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm excited. All the matchups. And we're going to debate and we're going to talk about who we think is going to win the the whole thing. So make sure you have your brackets on you so that you could get your our inside analysis of who we think is going to be able to take it home this year. I'm so excited for that. Love right. March Madness so much. We're signing Cannot off. wait. Good night, everybody. This is Kenny Tomkovich. This is Isaiah Mueller. Good, Good night. night. Thanks for listening.